0: it's time to down your unders down your unders review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under
1: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode 84 of the Art of War, then podcast. My name uh, is Adam Camilleri. I am rejoined today by, I was going to do some reigning defending stuff, had you won the hardest ITT, spoiler alert, Um, but for that you'll have to go and check out everything on YouTube and you may never know. Uh, We're once again joined by Brad Chester, the Eldari champion, as it stands right now.
0: Indeed you are. And it was super exciting. (laughs) Dude, I'm so excited to play this army. It's a... It's got a a lot of mojo, so many tricks, so many options, actually. So there's a lot of things adding. We haven't even, we didn't even talk about clowns. And then we also need to talk about the fact that clowns now make Dark Eldar resurge, the resurgence of the Dark
1: Kids. it's wild. That's actually going to be next week. Uh, next week's episode, by the way. I'm yeah. rolling back to my very first episode. I'm getting Nick Narnavati on for the Clown review, the Harlequin review. We're also going to chuck in Yanari in there as well, seeing as they are quite, well, they're not intensive on the on the content spectrum. So we're going to be doing Yanari and Harlequins next weekend. But this week, we're going to be doing the second half of the Ashirani, the Craftwood Eldar portions of this Codex. Um, but, do you have now, I think, three more games with the Codex under your belt than you had this time last week where did we leave off and what do you have, have has your opinion or impressions changed at all
0: my opinions haven't changed certain units i think are much better than i thought and once we get into those i mean oh, the, the movement is great some of the cheap units just put out a volume of fire amazing mm. and i really i really enjoyed it but you need a couple more things a couple more things in the army so that was my my beta version was what i brought and then over the weekend, uh, Jack and I have just been really pounding the lists back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we put a couple mm. on the board. And it really feels good. My boy Bahara's is going to be in there. so
1: Sick. That's awesome. And that's one of the other really exciting things. Like, never before... Really... I mean, only nutters like uh, Sean Naden used to make guys like Mugen-Ra feel good in the game previously in past editions. But now, like, you have so many special characters that weren't even on the spectrum that now register as legit contenders. Yeah,
0: the, the funny thing is, is the list that I think I'm going to bring to the first RTT, the well, the first RTT after the Streamhouse RTT, is going to have three named characters, and I'm not doing it as a meme. I actually think they're that's a, legit. That's
1: amazing. That's amazing. I love that. Um, But anyway, jumping back into this review, guys, for those of you who may not have um, followed us last week, please go back and check out that episode. We reviewed everything from the attachment rules up into the, uh, what is it, the exarch powers. So we're going to be starting today's review on page 112, which is the chapter approval, this is uh, the secondaries, and I'll straight up just give you the first one. These are eligible to be taken by Ashurani or Yinari keyword armies factions, if you're entirely of those factions, of course. Um, in, in saying that, does, do you still get to take these if you mix Harlequins yes, in, Brad? Do you know? They do
0: because you do. the the Harlequins patrol that you get to take, and it it's specifically a Harlequins patrol does not count for any abilities that say that your army has to be all of something.
1: Okay. That's, Amazing. All right, first one here is in Warpcraft. This is Scry Futures. Uh, progressive Objective, of course. If you select a objective, as you're running psychic units from your army, can attempt the following psychic action as described in the core rulebook. Um, Scry Futures' Warp Charge value of four. One psychic unit from your army can attempt to perform this psychic action in your psychic phase. It was within range of an objective marker that has not yet been scried by your army. If this psychic action is successfully completed, select one unscried objective marker. That psychic unit is within range. Range of that objective mark is said to have been scryed by your army, and the warp charge value of the psychic action is increased by one for your army for the remainder of the battle. And you score 350 points for each time you do this. Um, I don't love this. This is bad. I don't. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's bad, right? It's just bad. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> Tell us why, mate.
0: There's so many reasons. It actually yeah. goes up in charge. you're Not even worried about actually mm-hmm. passing it, but like you can only do it once a turn. So you get three points every time you do this, but you can do each objective once. So maximum you're getting on this is maybe a nine, you know, unless you're just pummeling your opponent. And at that point in time, you could have taken any secondary, you know. Exactly. So, you know, this is like you just telling your opponent, "I feel that my psychers are going to be sitting on your backboard objectives." So yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're really calling a shot on them. Uh, but mm. but the thing is, is that. Not only does this give me very few points, but the psychics are so important in this list.
1: And you're giving them up, yeah. Exactly,
0: and if I want to do a psychic action, that psychic action is going to be Eldred Storm, (laughs) and
1: I'm going to drop it on you. (laughs) Yeah, baby. All right, next up.
0: No Mercy, No Respite, Wrath of Cain. Score one victory point at the end of the Battle Round if one or more units were destroyed by a melee attack made by an aspect warrior unit from your Army this battle. Score one victory point at the end of the Battle Round if one or more enemy units were destroyed by a ranged attack made by a different aspect warrior unit from your Army this battle Round. And score two victory points at the end of the Battle Round if one or more enemy units were destroyed by a melee attack made by an aspect warrior unit from your Army this battle Round. And one or more enemy units were destroyed by a ranged attack made by a different aspect warrior unit from your Army this battle Round. So this would be great if it wasn't in the same category as to the last, which we yeah. have really, really good to the last. Um, and this, the problem is, is that this is a little bit convoluted as far as what I have to do with different units it, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, people look at it and be like, Oh, well, this is like oath of moment. I can get four points a turn every turn. Um, there's, but there are the Ts and Cs here are a lot more nuanced than you think. Um, firstly, it has to be aspect warrior units. It has to be different aspect warrior units. One doing a shooting, one doing a fighting, and then if you do both, you get another two. The doing both for another two feels good, though, right? Um, because if it, but if it didn't have the different, if it didn't have it has to be done by a different unit, man, your one unit of shining spears could just go and get you four points every time, it, which would be really exactly. Really
0: and the problem is, is that you get a lot of people that are doing a lot of not even just taking care i have a lot of my aspect warriors the hand to hand for sure easy peasy you're sending guys and yeah. you're going to kill but you're harassing a lot of times with your you got to figure mm. who are my my aspect warriors that are shooting the swooping hogs, the the spiders and things of that nature and a lot of times i'm not even picking the units up you're kind of harassing and moving along you, you're well, bouncing away yeah
1: <laughs> yeah Exactly right. You're not. You're not usually. You're not generally taking ten mans of those squads. They're not things that are going to come dunk on other units and wipe them off. They're not going to like you know five war spiders, five shining corks, does not kill five intercessors. You know, right? So
0: um, it's a little bit hard to make sure that you're the person that gets the end on that. So mm. it, it's it's a little difficult on that. Uh, but the- well, and <laughs> and
1: the horrible point is, if you fail to do either one of those, you go from getting one point. So you could have gotten four points had you killed just one last dude. Instead, you get one exactly. point. It, it's a huge swing. Massive swing
0: to not get it. there's of. some good ones in Noir no Spite in the first place. So, you know, if you're playing something that's very body-heavy in the first place, you want no prisoners. If you're taking it to the last, mm. which are really, really good for Eldar in a lot of these ways, because you've got indirect and casters that you can put uh, to the last on. So it, there's other things that I would probably take in this, but this is better than most of these others that we're going to see. So
1: this is probably still okay. <laughs> oh man, oh man, that is saying something. All right next up, we have shadow operations. This is scout the enemy. Uh, units from your army can attempt the following action: to scout the enemy action. One unit from your army can start to perform this action at the end of your movement phase if it is not within six of your deployment zone. If the unit performing this action is a ranger unit, is completed at the end of the turn, otherwise it's completed at the, at the start of your next turn. Um, and when it's completed, score 250 points if the unit performing this action is not wholly within your opponent's deployment zone. Score 450 points if the unit is with wholly within your opponent's deployment zone. Um, that's a worse behind enemy lines, as far as I can tell, All right,
0: It's it's worse behind enemy lines. It's worse. Worse it's engaged. It's worse teleport homers. It's just a... It, yeah,
1: worse. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just... Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just... Yes, if it wasn't so specific to Rangers, I mean, this literally just reads like teleport homers, effectively. So
1: it is, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and it, and it reads it reads block behind enemy lines as well. You've got two yeah. in your in your opponent's deployment. You got one in your deployment zone for two, and then two in there for four. Uh, but you score those points instantly as soon as you do them, essentially in your movement phase. Unless you know you're deep struck down, you get all space scanned. There's there's no way for them to stop you getting those points. Here, you got to do a freaking action, give up any shooting or any influence you you would have on the game, <laughs> and then. You know, they Hopefully if you're best. not Rangers, they yeah, yeah, if, if you not Rangers, they still might kill you. Like it's freaking horrible.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this. Uh, again, it, it's it literally the same thing as other secondaries in the same mm. group. They're also the other ones are in Shadow Operations. If I was going to take a Shadow yeah. Operations, if this wasn't in Shadow Operations, it would actually be like, oh, I might think of that. But you're like, I'll just take the ones that are worded the exact way. But.
1: Well, better taste and says, yeah.
0: So we've got one more, but it's <clears throat> I have a lot of hold on because we have to see how everybody's going to play the webway gate. Uh, we got to get the FAQ. We got to get how tournaments are ruling it. But this actually sounds good if <laughs> everybody lets you play with it. Uh, so it's Battlefield Supremacy, the hidden path. If you select the secondary objective and your army contains a webway gate. The unit cannot be set up within 6 inches of your deployment zone. If your army does not contain a webway gate, even in your first command phase, select one objective marker that is not within 6 of your deployment zone at the end of each of your command phases. If your army includes a webway gate unit, score a number of victory points equal to the current battle round. If a unit from your army, excluding webway gate units, is within 3 inches of the webway gate unit, and there are no enemy models within 3 inches of the webway gate unit. If your army does not include a webway gate unit and you control the selected objective marker with a Syriani unit from your army, score a number of victory points equal to the current battle round number. Uh, this would be cool. This is kind of cool, but it's a little bit like if you have a gate, there's a lot of things that go with it. Um, if not, it's it depends on what you're doing. I mean, if you're controlling the middle and you control it at the end of the game, you're getting five victory points, kind of thing. So I don't yep. I don't hate this at all. In missions where you have middle objectives, you know, what I mean if you're if yeah. you're already doing this but like my only problem is is that your opponent knows where you're going with that one so I can just set up heavy on that particular objective yeah. as opposed to me just taking stranglehold and just
1: I was about to say uh, the biggest issue here is it's in Battlefield Supremacy. Right. If, it was, if, this were, if this was in No Mercy, No Respite, if this was in Shadow Operations, hell yeah, oh, yeah. you can make this work. Great, you could absolutely make this work. Um, you can still might make this work. Like you know, I'm not going to say you can't.
0: No, it's, it still has. You know what I mean? It, it's but it's, it's more looking. It's literally being more of a long game kind of kind of secondary objective though. So because you're <clears> you're only scoring one point. You know, in turn one, two points in turn two, three points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's at the end of each command phase, so you already had to set this up, so your opponent gets a chance mm. to kill you off. It is the problem.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that, that is the, that is one of the biggest issues. Uh, the good thing is, yeah, that you know, if they're an all melee army, you can really draw them into the jaws of your webway gate and all your reserve units by making them try and play this objective. Um, so you can use it like that, I guess. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that's I think that's the pick of the bunch. But the, the issue is, it's in the
0: wrong slot. Right, hundred percent. And also there's mm-hmm. multiple tournaments that are just not even letting fortifications in, let alone being exactly, where be they right. And I don't know like GW, am I gonna be able to move terrain to put this webway gate? Probably mm-hmm. not, you know. So mm-hmm. you don't know if you're going to be able to place it. So I, I'm I'm really kind of waiting to see how tournaments rule the webway gate in the first place, because if they rule favorably basically it has great rules and it's cheap and i can bring things in you can't get rid of it because it just becomes a terrain feature so it's not something that can be blown up like the old webway gate could so yep. I, I do like the webway gate if depend really depending on the ruling so i'm gonna it, it really yeah great. i will actually have to wait for the uh gw tournaments and the faq to say what i'm allowed to do with webway gate.
1: Spot on. All right, jumping into the relics. Look, I am not enamored with those secondaries by oh. any stretch. In fact, I don't see, I mean, in the vast majority of the games, I don't see people taking, Eldari players taking them. I don't think you just, I just think don't think you're going to. Um, oh. Harlequin ones we'll, we'll review in a, in a later episode. But moving on to the relics, my dude, we are just going to be talking about the Asurani relics here, the first of which is uh, Kurno's Bow. As a model with a Shuriken Pistol only, um, the relic if it replaces the Shuriken Pistol has the following profile: range 18, pistol 3, strength 5. Each time an attack is made with this weapon, if the attack successfully scores, uh, successfully wounds the target, inflicts one mortal wound, and the attack sequence ends. So you can just do up to three mortal wounds, hitting on twos, winding on most likely threes or fours.
0: What do you think of this? It, any, I'm not going to lie. We, this is the same reason that we have the the joke of when you're we're gonna do the pistols review uh, Uh, all the time yes yeah I mean as with ninety percent of pistols pistol relics you're just like there's so many better relics to take than this
1: somebody (laughs) told me somebody my, my patrons and subscribers have said Adam. Yeah. you're gonna you're gonna lose your mind there's actually a good pistol in this book it's for the harlequin so we'll do it in a different day yeah. but um like there act is actually a good rally pistol because yeah. my usual thing is if it draws a line if there's any mechanic that either draws a line or is a pistol it's trash yeah. and I, <laughs> will, I will i will not be freaking swayed you <laughs> just do not take them um so yeah this is forgettable as hell moving yeah. on
0: so phoenix gem phoenix gem is a little bit worse than it used to be I think, certain model only. The first time the bear is destroyed, roll a D6 and a 2+, plus keep it to one side at the end of the current phase, so the bear back up as close as possible with previous models, now within a gauge range with D3 wounds remaining. Uh, It used to have to cause a mortal wound to people, so I did kind of like the fact that he used to suicide and blow up everywhere. So, uh, this is nice to just get a guy back up, tell you the truth, but I mean... Mm. I, I don't know if it's worth taking. If you're if you have a free relic and you're not using it for psyching stuff, I could see this taking on one of my, my melee characters.
1: Yeah, I can see it as well. If you got a melee, if you got a melee character that is already good enough that doesn't need a relic to to be good, then yeah, this this is not too bad. All right, shards of Anaris, um, Asurani model equipped with a Banshee blade or Starglave only. It's melee, uh, strength plus one, AP three, damage one each time the bear fights. It makes an additional sorry. D3 plus 3 attacks with this weapon. Okay, so that means, what, an, an Autark would be making a lot.
0: <laughs> th- th- yes. This is a legit
1: relic. Well, because <clears throat> they, they start with 5, yeah, on an Autark? Yep. Is that correct? Or they start with 6? Yeah, start with 5. Mm-hmm. So they're making a, a minimum 9, up to up to 12. Yeah? No, yeah. no, up to 11.
0: It's still AP3. This is great. This is one of those things that, by itself, this is like, meh, because it's only strength 4, but... It becomes like amazing when you doom a unit. You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you put doom and jinx on a unit, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> this guy is just smashing a ton of attack. So this is legit. I agree. Now, Falshu's wing is fantastic. Asarian infantry model only. The bear has a move characteristic of twelve and the fly keyword. At the end of your movement phase, select one enemy unit the bear moved across during the phase and roll a d6. On a two plus, the unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. I cool. I love everything about this. You put it on a caster, you put it on mm-hmm. whatever, you're, you just basically make that foot, that foot Farseer and be able to move. And he also just gets some chip mortals uh, here and there, mm. so it's just nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't mind it. Especially if you're going to do it in the Farseer, you can then smite and executioner into the same unit as well. So you could just be hopping over to doing 3d3 mortal wounds. Seems pretty nice. Um, jumping down to Fire Saber, running model only with a Banshee Blade or, or Starglaive only. It's a melee, plus three, minus four, two damage. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of plus strength here. Each time an attack is made with this weapon, a mod- modified root roll of six, inflicts a mortal wound in addition. um, It's cute, but I don't love it. What do you think?
0: I like it because of the fact that... Uh, I'm not going to put on my banshees because I want those million attacks from my Mare Swords, but I don't hate this for yeah. like anybody. It's just the fact that you're getting into Relics and you're losing CP at that point in time, but you are going to take the, the stratagem for... One CP, you can give two different Exarchs relics, and this is a mm. big deal that you have options on this.
1: It's true. Well, you, so you, do you get to strength seven, or is it strength six you'll get with the plus? You'll get to strength six, right, with strength the plus three. three? Yep. Yeah, and that is a decent, decent juicy break point. Um, all right.
0: Sunstorm, Surian biker model only. The bear has the move characteristic of 20 inches, which is nice. However, Huge. the second bullet point is the big one. The bear has the objective secured ability. Holy crap yeah, I really like okay. I really like this if you're if you're tuning out a, an autarker and really anybody a by character, um, you can really steal objectives uh, later in mm. the game with this and it's very very nice and again move characteristic of 20 is just crazy time uh, if this guy's uh, especially if you're say for instance taking out uh, one of the Sam Hain characters where you can uh, advance and charge, uh, he basically can move 26 inches charge something steal the objective because he's offset now it has some real uses
1: um yeah i i think this is phenomenal i think this is well so far this is the auto take right this is the one you 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 will just see um whether you've got your faster on the bike and you're not taking you know a ghost helm or whatever or you've got um your auto on a bike this is just going to be legit next up we've got a uh we've got a so there's a there's a ticking sound running in the background mate I right know brad i hear no yeah I hear nothing. Have you got like a little anything going?
0: I'm trying. I'm taking my headphones off to hear this. Do you hear anything now?
1: It stopped. Whatever it was, just stopped.
0: I was probably weirdly tapping. I have no idea.
1: Nah, it, 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 it sounded mechanical. Might have been a bit of feedback. You're all good. Alright, restarting again in three, two, Alright, up next we've got Ages uh, of El Dinesh. This is Autarch model only. The Bearer has a 2 plus armor save, and each time the attack is allocated, subtract 1 from the damage characteristic. So you, there's your your fridge maker. I mean, I don't think that's probably what you want to be doing with an Autarch, because I don't think a 2 plus or minus 1 damage is going to save a toughness 3, you know, yeah. 5 or 6 wounds, dude, it's, it's still just going <laughs> to explode. But, I mean, you've got
0: one, it's cute. Yeah, I mean, Eldar are usually just bringing class cannons, so that's the big thing. Yeah you know I mean yeah. this isn't a, a big wraith construct. <laughs> it's a it's an autark. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> Take something to make him move faster, punch harder, that's about it. Agreed. So weeping stones, a Syrian model only. When the bear in the battlefield, each time you make a strands of fate roll, you can roll one additional D six. I don't hate this at
1: all. I don't hate this either. That's quite nice. Um is that is that more of a is that a farseer relic or is it a Spirit Seer relic? Is it a warlock relic? What are you thinking?
0: Than that, I would probably. I mean, I would have it on a. If I have my bonus farseer, probably, because it depends what you're taking too. Because right now I'm pretty pretty all aboard on Earthway, way. Even though I like a lot of the other ones, but uh, yeah, my my farseer has the ghost town, so that would go on a warlock at that point in time.
1: Well, this is great because you can just dunk it on something that sits in the back of the board and just doesn't do much. Sits at the back of the board, chucks out, you know, a couple of guides and fortunes, and it doesn't have any real impact. But it's just taking a relic that constantly busts your army. Um, It feels really good.
0: 100%
1: all right scrolling down two pages we come to all the ones that are specifically for different exarchs this first one is the avenging blade for dire avengers exarchs only um it is strength plus two no ap no damage each time an attack is made with this weapon if that attack successfully wounds the target inflicts one mortal wound and the attack sequence ends what's the max amount of attacks you can get out of a a dire avenger exarch you think
0: Uh, that one i'm not sure uh because i just don't equipment for hand-to-hand <laughs> for that yeah
1: yeah um,
0: just, i don't want a dire avenger punching people in the first place because everybody else does it better than he does so I'd, I'd actually have to look more into that one because i don't If i'm taking dire avengers maybe you know what i mean if i had a yep. multiple dire avengers in my army you take the and if you paid the cp you put you know an xr uh relic on each one maybe <clears> if <throat> i didn't have other people but there's so many other ones that we're going to see here that are just really, really good. So it's hard for me to love this. Agree. <laughs> Fair. Dragon's Fury, Fire Dragon X Arc model only. Each time the bear's human to select as the target of a charge, subtract two from the charge. This is cheeky, but when you shot something, you're twelve inches away. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're there. Your fire dragons are <laughs> right there. So.
1: Yeah, look, it's going to change, what, at best it changes a 6-inch charge into an 8-inch charge, right? Because they're 12 inches away, they walk up 6, they'll declare a charge, it's either going to be a 6 or an 8. And look, if you just have this on your Fire Dragon Exarch, they're just going to shoot you dead instead of charging you dead. That's pretty much the biggest difference I can see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> because, I'm not a, I'm a yeah. huge
0: fan of this. The thing is, is that when you bring in your Eldari stuff, 90% of the time, you're, you have to realize you're a glass cannon. Take the stuff that does... The, it, the extra damage. Kill your opponent and use your movement to get out of there. You're you're almost never going to be I'm more durable than everybody else. So
1: exactly right. Yeah, spot on. The next up we've got Shadow Sting, the the striking scorpion exarch one. It is strength plus is sorry, it is melee it is strength plus three, minus two, two damage, and each time it verifies it makes two additional attacks. That's not bad. Yeah, I like this one quite a bit. because that will that'll put you up that put you up to six or seven attacks
0: with him i believe six six because he's going to lose his plus for the yeah the but the thing is with this it, you're already looking to with the mana blasters doing those mortals on sixes in the first place so anything that gives me extra attacks with the scorpions i am a big fan of and this is giving me that mm. extra damage too
1: yeah i agree this is this seems to be the best of the bunch so far what's up
0: next chrome scream holly banshee exarch model only once for battle at the start of the fight phase you can select one enemy unit within engagement range of the bear roll D six and a two plus the enemy unit suffers d three mortal wounds and an additional one mortal wound for each charge move the bear is made during the battle uh, this is great when you actually double up on it with that XR power that already does this so yeah you, you so get,
1: one uh, one additional mortal wound for each charge they've made during the battle so you've got to track how many combats they've been in so far already
0: we yeah. actually had games where we were just kind of picking off all the nonsense and just slowly kind of making our way up in a game. In some games it's not going to happen because most people still the hellic banshees aren't exactly super hard to kill but the thing is is if you can get a just one or two charges on your way into where you're actually going you know you pick off that forward a deploying unit or the remnants of whatever came out of a transport on your way to the backfield it actually can really add up we had a couple charges where we went into tanks but because we had already made two charges and you use the other ability, all of a sudden you're getting a good amount of mortal wounds on this. And the thing is is that there's a lot of ways in in this craft codex to get a lot of cheeky mortal wounds. There's just a lot of them where you can just nickel and dime them, nickel and dime them. Mm. We're gonna be good.
1: Yes, hold on. So All right, up next oh. we have the Phoenix Plume, Sweeping Hawk, Exarch. The model has a full plus involunt and each time the model makes uh so the bearer's unit would lose a wound uh roll a d6 on a 5 plus of wound is not lost. Um I mean maybe if you were dead set on taking a 10 man yeah because uh, then you'd effectively have like a thir- you'd have yeah, 13 dudes
0: Jack, in the squad. Jack basically likes like this if he was he was playing around with being cheeky and playing a 10 man unit that just kept shooting and bouncing and making it one of his to the last it is a little vulnerable to um indirect of course but you can be really far away cuz you got to figure that the the shadow the um supercocks have a 24 inch gun and a 14 inch move and then they have an infinity movement to get out of there because they, they just don't battle focus they just Maps. show up anywhere on the yeah. board so you can yeah. keep them away a little bit so if you're doing something like that yes but if it's a five-man unit for sure no yeah exactly right so we've got the spider's bite warp spider x-heart model with power blades only this relic replaces power blades those are the following profile. Melee strength plus two, AP four, two damage each time an attack is made with this weapon. On an unmodified wound rule of six, that attack has a damage characteristic of three. Um, I just don't care.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, why are you? Why are you trying to make that work? Why are you trying I mean, to make this in you, combat?
0: you legitimately took power blades, so you got the extra gun on the other hand of the, the x So it, it's and you don't want to be in combat anyway. Everything you have in this in that unit. Says run away from combat or stop combat. So I, I'm not I'm, I'm going to take a relic spot for it.
1: That could have been on any other except for Sweeping Hawks, and it would have been better um, yeah. <laughs> than it is for these guys. Uh, all right, last one. We got Kane's Lance. Oh, so second last, apologies. Um, Shakespeare Exarch, the bear. Each time the bearer finishes a charge move, select one enemy unit with the engage range of the bear and roll a d6. On a four plus, they suffer d3 mortal wounds, and that enemy unit is not eligible to fight until all eligible units from your army have done so. I hate that it goes off on a four plus, um, but apart from that, it's good. I mean, so
0: it's it's good. It is. It's not. It's not auto. So it's one of those things where I'm just not auto taking it because I probably taking smaller units. And tell you the truth, it's hard to take this instead of just taking the uh the saber uh on these guys that can, when it can, comes with for a free upgrade, and then just take the mm. X Arc power for every five is a mortal wound because of the fact that uh, when yeah. you upgrade to that weapon, you reroll all hits and all wounds. So you've got a oh wow yeah. yeah you've got a guy that's literally you know just literally searching for fives for mortals as opposed to a guy that may or may not do mortals and may or may not mm. make you fight last. That's the problem with yeah. the four plus. Yeah, he's Mister.
1: He's Mister. Might. I I might do these things. <laughs> this exarch. Yeah, <laughs> he might do a load of things.
0: But as far as you were correct, this was the last relic because the last relic is shrine skull, dark reaper exarch model with a reaper launcher only. If an enemy unit has any models destroyed but an attack mine the bear until the end of the turn, subtract one from combat attrition taken <laughs> for that enemy.
1: Oh my god, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. It, uh, exactly. Oh, uh, that is. Oh man, that is putrid. They could have just not had it, and no one. It, yeah, yeah. It feels bad because it's included. <laughs> <laughs> All right, onto the Warlord traits. But yeah, so far, the, the, sorry. Uh, just to summarise that, the standouts for me are uh, the Striking Scorpion one, and actually just the Striking Scorpion one. The rest seem um, they're okay. I guess I guess the Helling Banshee one's okay. But uh, I, I, the Striking Scorpion have one seems best. my army,
0: so it's it's,
1: yeah, it's legit. It, it, I mean, it looks, it,
0: but it's yeah. not, it's not above the top. It's it's basically when you're looking at them, you're like, if you already are taking that Exarch power, that just adds mm. more mortals to your
1: that's fair yeah um the apart from those two the rest of them seem like well sorry the other one two three of these so the dire avenger one the the striking the the uh, warp spider and the dark Reaper one delete them don't don't, do probably (laughs) never yeah um drag the the fire dragon the sweeping hawk and the shining spear maybe if you're building a a very specific unit maybe
0: yeah, they're very they're just situational. They, I just don't like taking anything that doesn't give me all the time Sure.
1: Yeah. All right, onto the warlord traits, my dude. And here we go. The first one is Ambush of Blades. In your command phase, select one friendly Craftworlds Core or Craftworld character unit from within nine of your warlord of this warlord. Until the start of your next command phase, each time model that unit makes a melee attack, improve the AP characteristic of that attack by one so that is i guess what we would call storm of fire from the eighth edition book you just pick a unit within nine of your wallet nine of your wallet is good as well um and it's in your command phase so you can pick them and send them in and then they just get plus one to their ap it's okay but, but mind you it's it's melee i uh, sorry yeah it's melee and you're already pretty like your melee units already have really good ap like i'm thinking banshees yeah, and the
0: only one that would do anything for this but that would make it Sc- scorpions
1: yeah the Scorps, yeah. Going from one, to one to two is probably a big deal, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, you're taking a warlord trait for your unit of scorpions. Maybe you're taking a scorpion army.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. you are three units of ten. Oof. So,
0: Walker of many paths. Once per turn, you can reroll one hit roll, one wound roll, or one damage roll made for this warlord. Oh. Um. Yeah. Nah. Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> if
1: it were, if it was save roll as well,
0: maybe. Yeah. And it's also just once. If yeah. It's one role. If it was each of them, yes.
1: Mm hmm. That's true. Uh, oh, yeah, because it's or. Um, yeah. That, that, that's, all one. It sounds okay. exciting.
0: And then you yep. go or. And you're like, oh, yes. it's not all.
1: Yes. All right. Falcon swiftness, add two to the warlord's move characteristic. This warlord can ignore the effects of difficult ground. Um each time this warlord makes a battle focused move, do not roll. Instead, it automatically moves up to six. I uh, don't hate that, because you could you could couple that with uh Falco fal- 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 uh wings or whatever the crap and just be Moving super everywhere. flexible. Yeah, I, you, I do you're, like this uh,
0: all up, around. You could you could make a snipey character because the autark does have the ability mm. to take kind of a lot of guns, and he can also take mm. One of the things he can actually take is the, uh, the, the, spider, the Warp Spider movement one. So he can actually really use this uh, a lot and make use of it. So, not bad. So, yeah, not bad. Fates Messengers. Once per turn, when, when a saving throw is made for this Warlord has failed, you can change the damage characteristic of that attack to zero. If you're making a combat guy, this is never bad. It basically just says, auto-make a save.
1: Exactly, yeah. And then, of course, you can use a Fate Dice on the next couple of saves, or you can do CP rerolls. So yeah, this would add up to be being pretty damn durable, or as durable as you get. Alright, next up is Mark of the Incomparable Hunter. Each from the ward makes a ranged attack. Add one to the strength characteristic of that attack. Each unmodified and wound roll of six inflicts one mortal wound in the target in addition to any normal damage. That is
0: pretty meh. Yeah. I mean, if you had something, the problem is you have to, we have to look through and see if there's any way we could get a warlord to just have a lot of ranged attacks. But I don't think we have anybody right now that's putting out anything that this would care on. This sounds amazing if I put it on a a Tau warlord that's shooting 10 shots with a burst cannon or something. But, eh, with that. uh, Seer of the Shifting Vector. While this warlord is on the battlefield, each time you or your opponent spends any command points to use a stratagem, you can roll a d6 for each command point. Spent on a D6, you gain one command point back. This is decent, for sure. Yeah, it's it's, oh. the same
1: as, it's the same as the Autarch power used to be, right? Autarchs used to just come yeah, with it. Yeah, you it, just used to
0: come with it. They, they swapped their power yeah. from... Autarchs got better, but their power got worse, because mm. their new power is just awful. My, my problem <laughs> with all of these Assyrian Warlords traits is they're so poor compared to the actual Warlord traits for each craft world. I guess Okay. Yeah, but there's a couple here that are good. So if you're mixing a matching game, you're trying to make Falcon Swiftness is actually really, really good. Fate's Messenger mm-hmm. is pretty decent. Uh, all the rest of them are, meh, you know. But yeah. I could really see uh, you making Falcon Swiftness, or you know, or even a, a combat character that includes Fate's Messenger. I mean, Falcon Swiftness, I really think might be the best of the of the bunch. And if you're making, uh, especially if you're making a a Bear. Uh, I don't hate mm-hmm. of the shifting vector at all. You're just going to get a couple CP over the course of a game because you're rolling for yeah. the, you're rolling for every CP spent for you and your opponent. So mm. stats are just saying you get a couple.
1: Well, if you've got a firebase and you've got a you've got a a here, just sitting back, just being the buff character for your firebase, it's not bad to take the weeping uh, weeping gems for additional fate dice and take seer of shifting vector. So the guy's giving out an extra fate dice every turn, and he's also getting your CP back as well. And he's just sitting there out of harm's way, just churning away. Mm-hmm. Feels a lot like a um, what's the GSC character that does a similar? or oh, whatever. He just gives you out like a t- I nexus. Mean, he just, that's nexus, that's he just sits, the, sits at the back of the board, gives you some CP, gives a uh, throws out some crossfire. Like, f- doesn't feel too bad um all right we're on to the psychic disciplines and of course we have a couple to unpack here um so this phasmantanty um which i pronounced incorrectly is going to be the one for um, harlequins we're going to be we're going to be talking about runes of battle and runes of fate now the first of the runes of battle this is conceal and reveal um it's a warp charge value of six if manifest and select one friendly craft so this is the conceal side, sorry, can select one friendly craft wheels call within eighteen of the psyker until start of your next Psyche phase. Um the unit benefits from light cover and then reveal is the inverse. They remove cover uh, and a warp charge value of six if I didn't if I forgot to mention it before.
0: It's okay. It's
1: okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you're gonna take it. I don't think you're gonna take it.
0: If I'm taking a shooting army, I may have already teched that into my builder bear, so I'm not 100% sure on that one, but it's okay. It's just okay. It's, it always has been okay. Re- Conceal reveal has always been that one where you're like, it's all right. You know what I mean? It's, it's good. Yeah. If I had enough of those powers, I would take that. So embolden, horrify embolden, blessing. Select one friendly craft world core or craft world character within 18 of the psyker until the start of your next psyche phase Add two to the unit's leadership At the start of the fight phase of the units within the range. Any units can fight first. The better part of it is horrify. It's like one <laughs> enemy unit within 18 inches of the Psyker. Till the start of your next psychic phase, subtract two from the leadership characteristic of that unit. And at the start of the fight phase, if that unit is within engagement range of any enemy units from your army, that unit is not eligible to fight this phase. Basically, it fights last.
1: Uh, uh, and what's the warp charge on it?
0: Warp charge is, only, is seven. Basically, all of the good ones always have a seven. That's the problem. <clears throat> yeah. So it is a bigger warp charge. Um, if you're doing something like Uthwei, though, you of course have plus one in your first cast.
1: Fair enough. I think that is really, really good. <laughs> it's very good. Um, all right. on to enhance and drain. War charge value of six. The blessing side, the enhance side. Select one friendly craft world's core unit within eighteen of the Psyker. To start of your next psychic phase, each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack, add one to the hit roll, and then drain uh, is subtract one from the hit roll, uh, putting it as a debuff on the same on an enemy unit within eighteen. Um, I don't hate it. I mean it doesn't it's not gonna unfortunately I don't think it's gonna just gonna not come up that often. I don't think it's gonna make the cut because I think there's better stuff, which I think the next best one is coming up next.
0: Protect jinx, baby. Oh yeah charge value of seven, select one friendly a core or just core actually. <laughs> until the start of your next psychic phase, improve the save characteristic models in that unit by one to a maximum of two. And jinx, select one enemy unit within eighteen inches of the psyche until the start of your next psychic phase. Worsen the save characteristics of this model in the unit by one to a maximum of six. The biggest point on this is that it no longer works on involves
1: involves the save characteristic as in the save plus on the end of your data sheet to all the way to the right. So doesn't affect anything else apart from the armor save. So the applications here got worse, but it's still phenomenal as hell.
0: Now here's one that got super worse. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to do this one because it I was originally going to take it in the tournament and I got mad about it. And then you can do the number six <laughs> quicken restrain. Warp charge value six. Blessing. Select one friend, friendly craft for a core or character until you know within six, 18. I just made up a, a distance there for a second. Yeah,
1: sixteen. 18
0: yeah. Right. To the, <laughs> the unit can immediately make a normal move, advance or fall back as to so where the movement phase. If it does so, the unit is not eligible to shoot or declare charges this turn.
1: Yep. Can't have it all, baby.
0: It it used to be amazing because you could just move and then shoot, or you move in advance and stuff like that um i still might take it if i have multiple powers because it's still just nice to relocate somebody somewhere
1: yeah but this, it feels more like a jank piece mm-hmm. now than it is a, a build around like it used to be
0: yeah and then the other part of that is restrain 18 inches have the move characteristic models in that unit the unit cannot perform actions and if they're currently performing an action it immediately fails this is actually See, pretty good it's <clears throat>
1: Uh, the the, the restraint seems to be the better side now, where it used to be the other way around. Exactly. Um, I, so Quicken, I mean, like, the, uh, to the, the situation, the janky situation that came to mind for Quicken now is that you, you're tri-pointed, you haven't got the CP, you don't want to spend the two CP to fall back. You smite out of the tri-point, and then you quicken them to
0: fall back from the, the Yeah, trap. or you, you've failed the battle stuff. focus because you were in cover. Yeah. You know, there's, there, there's, there's uses for this. You can hmm. zoom somebody up around, you know, because we have a lot of fast units. Ah, uh, there there are uses for it, but yeah, it it's just hard when you used to you're used to using the good quicken and now you get quicken light quicken light family <laughs> version.
1: So <laughs> not it's still pretty good. I, I would not be surprised oh. if you still take quicken restrain just because uh, it's it's the Restraint portion is still very is is very strong. Um, all right empower and innovate is warp charge value of seven um select one friendly craft Core call you within 18 of the cycle and so start a psychic phase each time it makes a melee attack add one to the attacks wound roll that is very potent especially on a st- predominantly strength three or strength four melee damage attacking army and then innovate is the malediction Select an enemy unit and they get minus one to wound uh, when they attack i like both sides of that yeah
0: this is a pretty good also it, 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 it's specifically designed if you're playing a lot of melee armies at that point in time uh but i do like it
1: so let me let me get let me just get this straight for people so here we have one tree that essentially has is a double up because every time you pick a thing you get two powers we have uh, a fight's first and a fight's last we have a minus one to hit and a plus one to hit we have a um minus one save plus one save we have a double we have a double move half move and we have a plus one to wound or minus one to wound um those all <laughs> just like i mean all good. who's gonna com- who's gonna complain right i mean i skipped i skipped the first one because conceal reveal is kind of the the kind of the most meh in my opinion in the current game um th- this is a great package this is great
0: 100 you've got some real some real gems on this so
1: what's your top two what, what's get, what's making your cut
0: protect jinx almost always makes it Ah, uh, just because of the fact that you can fire with things, lo- that are low AP, one or zero or one AP, and actually start getting some real, because you can put some serious volume in this army, anything from stat lasers uh, to warp spiders, yeah. whatever. You you just have. Uh,
1: yeah, we were so I I held a little bit of a watch party in for the in the in the Art of War Discord for for patrons and um subscribers and war room members. And one of the things I I loved was your scat bike unit. You had a unit of was it four oh, or five scat five laser bikes.
0: They, they were such um, MVPs. It was crazy.
1: Uh, they, they as soon as you put Jinx and Doom, we don't need Doom most of the time. As soon as you put Jinx on something, they just slaughter. It's really good.
0: It it just felt really really good. So uh, that's my my go to. And then after that, it really depends on what, how your army composition is. Because how many plus ones do you need? Iron power feels very, very good. And, but then you realize that the Banshees already have that when they charge in. So it, depending if somebody has a minus one. So it depends on how many units you have, really. Because this will feel fantastic if you're using it on, like, wraith blades and stuff. Whew. Yeah, you yeah. Start just re- 100%. Really smashing into stuff. So a lot of these feel good. You know, so but I, I protect protect jinx is my is my auto, and then after that it's what do I need in my army?
1: Yeah, exactly right. All right, runes of fate is up next. First up, we have guide warp charge value of six. I think it is exactly the same. Uh, I assume you're only core or character unit with an 18 of the psyker, and you can reroll the hit rolls in shooting or combat doesn't matter if the watch charge value was 10 you can select one friendly craft craftwell asherani corner or character unit within 24 instead of tw- 18 so you had another 6 inch
0: on yeah. if you reach that well, 10 rank point they they, buff- they nerfed all of these a little bit you'll see cuz the the buffing is all for extra range these all used to be straight 24 inches and now they're 24 inches if you roll a 10 or more if-
1: Right. yeah if you will turn out more but still re to hit oh, i mean it's it's chap- chapter master you know at a warp charge value of six. hundred
0: percent and it is it's super good and the thing is is that at the beginning of your psyche phase you're probably going to be <clears throat> within 18 of whatever you want to cast on this anyways yeah true now the one that was a little bit more difficult to use throughout the game was doom doom is a warp charge value of seven it manifests like whenever you within 18 of the psyker until the start of your next phase each time a craft world assuring core or character you know, if your army makes an attack that targets an enemy unit, you reroll wounds. If the result of the psychic test was 10 or more, you can select one enemy unit within 24. Now, the problem is that sounds nice, but if you specifically want to get Doom off, you're just not setting up at 24 and hoping for the best. No. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did have a couple times where I needed a 24, so I had to use one of the Strands of Fate dice. And then if you have any pluses, you know, it goes off a lot easier. So you can kind of set this up because it is not an unmodified result of 10. It is just any way you got the 10. So if you cast any buffs or anything else.
1: Nice. Still very powerful.
0: 100%.
1: Uh, and i still think an auto take um fortune is up next uh blessing value with a watch value of six if matter fact, to select one friendly core character unit you know, within 18 of the psyker until start of next phase each time you would lose a wound roll a uh, 6 on a five plus it is not lost absolutely mandatory if you are taking the yandan build or anything of that nature um but apart from that yeah very good i don't see you really taking it outside of going for the durability or the, the stompy skew, right? Because this isn't going to make a difference on yeah, well, Banshee.
0: Just, is, yeah, because it will also, you, you can only put it on core or craft or character units, so you can't just throw the vehicles out. It doesn't work on vehicles, which is one of the biggest things mm. that you used to use Fortune on, was to put that durable thing up, make sure that it survives till that next turn kind of thing. You can't yeah. put it on them because they're not core. So,
1: execution. Yeah. Wraithblades are core, yeah? yeah.
0: Yes so you can put it on the lows yeah, it's sure. just it's basically just not the vehicles anymore <clears throat> so which fire value of seven if manifest, select select one enemy unit excluding character units with wound characteristics of nine or less within 18 inches of the psyker the enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds if any models are destroyed as a result of these mortal wounds the enemy unit suffers an additional d3 mortal wounds if the result of the psychic test was 10 or more you can select one enemy unit within 24 of the psyker instead Uh, They actually buffed Executioner because Executioner Mm. used to be flat 18, and it still does not require line of sight. It is fantastic for picking wounds off, and you can get up to six mortal wounds with this power.
1: I love it. And this guy can still lay down a smite can have um falcons wings and jump over somebody to d3 that way like you can actually make less like a really cheap like the like the the the, the libby the gray knight libby yeah. just come out and drop like 43 mortal wounds you can just do that now yeah, which is it, i it, think well, is amazing.
0: Is we'll get into the other in a minute when we get into crushing orb and stuff like that you can make a guy especially using the extra cp to cast that's just ooh, is yes. putting down some serious mojo
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is Will of Assyrian, which I believe is the new hotness. Um, it's got a warp charge value of six. If manifested, select one core or character unit within eighteen to the psyche, With the same caveat that if it's if the test was eight or more, you can select one unit within twenty-four. So it's only it's a different breakpoint here. Um, it's not the ten; it's an eight breakpoint. That unit gains the objective secured ability. Each time a morale test is taken, that unit is automatically passed. If the unit is performing an action, it can still make attacks with ranged weapons without the action failing. This is uh, I, really, really good. I love
0: good. this all weekend. I was very. I knew it was. I was like, oh, this is good, but I cast this every single game, multiple game, multiple times. Uh, it's just good. I mean, I was making my spiders, my hawks, my whoever, uh, obsec, but also. Uh, I was doing stuff like sneaking in rangers, casting on them, and they could <clears throat> still do the action, you know, and then shoot this turn. So it was it was it was very, very useful. And the fact that you're just straight up making something fearless means that you don't lose that objective if there's only one guy. You've taken four you know four wounds out of five guys. you know mm. it it came into play quite a bit. i I love the action part of it a lot. I use that consistently yes. on it. I like this power. This is a good power. 100%. Um all right, last one, brother. Mind war. Which fire? War charge value 7. If manifested, select one enemy character model within 18 inches of the psyker. Roll a D6 and add the psyker's leadership characteristic to the result of your roll. Your opponent then rolls a D6 and adds their leadership characteristic to the enemy character to the roll. If your result is greater than your opponent's total, the, the enemy character model suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the difference. If the result of the psychic test was 10 or more, you can roll 2D3 instead of a d6 and add the result the leadership characteristic of the psyker um if you're setting this up and doing shenanigans with leadership already which there's a couple ways to do that i like this other way otherwise this is a little bit of a not auto i mean i i've never hated my mind, mind war has always been this it's just one of those the leadership of your enemy yeah. characters is usually pretty high already so you're Mm-hmm. You're kind of doing a coin flip at that point in time, and I really like mine to be more of a. I'd rather just cast <laughs> execution. Yeah, and I'd, start killing guys.
1: <clears throat> I don't love all the T's and C's here. Um, I've never loved all the T's and C's on these kinds of powers. Um, so for me, 100%, this is Doom, uh, Will of Assyrian for the starting point, and then whichever one you need past that is, is, is where I'm at with it. Yeah.
0: I'm actually leaning towards after playing over a, you know a bunch of games over the weekend, including the tournament. Um, I'm looking to get uh, in, in order of like, I want them. I'm going to go doom, doom guide and will of Assyrian are, are going in my list. And then I'm probably going to make one of my casters, a damage caster. And he's going to take executioner and one of the powers off the next, mm-hmm. the, the next one we go to.
1: Yep, yeah, so Runes of Fortune, what the hell is this? Why do they get three trees?
0: Because they deserve three trees. Well, <laughs> so they actually get two trees. The the other one's for uh, the Inari in the first place. All right, well, you're talking about Runes of Battle. My bad, I thought you were throwing that one on. They deserve all of it. Dude, well, th- this first one, by the way, is amazing.
1: Yeah, okay, go for it.
0: Faithful Divergence. Warp Charge Value of six. Here's a free command point. Thanks. I casted it. Yeah, turn. Thanks. It was fantastic.
1: Cool. Uh, all right. Next up is Witch Strike, blessing with war charge value of five. If manifest select one model uh, in this psychic's unit, um, if the psychic unit is an anath- is anathane, is yeah, uh, you must select this uh, waste the wayseeker model until the start of next psychic phase. Each time the selected unit makes a melee attack. If that attacker su- successfully wounds the target, it inflicts one mortal wound and the attack sequence ends. Um, so each time that model, so not the unit. Right. It's,
0: it, um, I'm never, ever, ever, ever guessing this.
1: Never. Never once, never how, never, never know I have
0: two. I think the guys from the you Anathrae know, can get three in their Wayseeker. I just, I don't know. No. <laughs> Smite. <laughs> Smite is better. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Walk. Ghost Walk has a warp charge value of 5 Of manifest. to like one friendly core or character unit within 12 inches of the Psyker until the start of your next Psyche phase. Add 2 to charge rolls made for this unit. Yeah, maybe. Especially if I'm uh, doing... Yeah. Uh, if, if, this this feels really good, by the way, when you start going into Wraith Constructs, if you have bla- Wraith Blades yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, it's super nice. I mean, adding 2 to charges is never bad. Um, but it is Mm. very close to you, you know what I mean, on the 12-inch side. So you're pushing forward, you're doing a more aggressive army, and I'm okay with that.
1: Exactly right. All right, Crushing Orb, uh, this is Witchfire, It is Warp Charge value 6. If manifested, select one enemy within 18 of Invisible to the Psyker and roll 3d6, adding two to each result. If the enemy unit is a vehicle or monster unit, uh, or it contains six or more models, for each 4+, plus, it suffers one mortal wound so
0: you, you do this yeah. first on a, it it actually ends up being i saw i thought it was going to be meh, but people are taking so many six or more in their models now in their units as, that's true because of the yep. fact they're trying to do r&d and stuff like that that in the in testing it ended up being actually really good because you would cast
1: just like flat three yeah,
0: yeah you would just cast this first and just go okay bam there's three mortal wounds and then you would cast executioner and then you would smite. Mm. And all of a sudden, you went, oh, you know, because you pop the CP for casting that third power, or just be Eldred, I guess, but I like my damaging casters to be something else. But we, you, you go down, and you put that caster down, and all of a sudden, you've done, <clears throat> you know, uh, three mortal wounds, D3 mortal wounds, and then 2D3 mortal wounds to a, a target. And that's just a lot. <laughs>
1: just- it is, Yeah, <laughs> it's just a lot. Spot on um All right, focus. Will up next. Uh, warp charge value of sixty. Manifest to select one friendly Asirani psychic unit within twenty-four of this psychic. Till the start of your next psychic phase, add two to the psychic tests and neither witch test taken for that unit. Probably never going to make the cut, right? Until no. we see like a super ultra heavy psychic. Right.
0: If you have like, if I have a ton of them and I want one psychic to hundred percent go off, kind of thing. Yes, but hmm. otherwise, no. Uh, the one that I thought that was I was going to love that I didn't. Uh, impair senses, it's malediction, warp charge value of six if manifest is like an enemy unit within 18 of invisible to the psyker. Until the start of your psych psyche phase, that enemy unit cannot be affected by the aura abilities of units from your opponent's army, which if hmm. you're using things like bodyguard and counting it as an aura, it's very nice. But it's it's my problem was is that it ended up being too cute. Uh, okay. I just, it just didn't get cast. A very hmm. I think I cast it once. Uh but I mean, you can shut off if they're getting a buff, if they're, you know, from somebody. It, it, it's... You can think of lots of ways to cut off their if they're getting leadership buff, if they're getting a a save buff, if they're getting a feel-no-pain, you know, whatever. You know, obviously, bodyguard was what I was thinking. There's lots of ways, but it did be... It, it just felt like it was just too cute is the problem.
1: Just, yeah,
0: it, I fair. didn't use it enough, and in my psychic phase, I kind of just want to be going, I'm doing damage, or I'm buffing these things mm. every time all the time, just kind of getting those safe plays as opposed to the the cute cute plays.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, All right, so that is us on to the data sheets and the Asurani data sheet, special rules and abilities. We've already covered Strands of Fate. We did that last week, guys, so apologies if you are not aware of what that uh, is. Please refer to last week's show. We have Battle Focus here, which we have, I believe, also unpacked, but we might just do it again. Do you want to give us the
0: TLDR on that, Brad? Battle Focus is fantastic on this, because... The only thing hey wait until you get to well, don't stand in terrain when you're doing it. How about that? Yeah,, uh, battle focus. You're able to shoot in a turn which you advanced, but you have to shoot either pistol or assault weapons. It's very nice actually because you can shoot your pistol weapons after you assault with your that uh, with your melee units, though. so mm-hmm. if if of course, they can advance already. So you can use this with somebody that can advance and charge. And and do this. However, in your shooting phase, after this unit has finished making it, its attacks, unless it fell back or advanced this turn, this unit can make a battle focus move. So you can advance and then make a battle focus move is the big thing. When it does, roll 1e6, each model the unit can make a normal move up to a distance and tensions equal to the result, as if it were your movement phase. Any unit that makes a battle focus move cannot embark within a transport model at the end of the move, and at the end and until the end of the turn, such a unit is not eligible to declare a charge a unit cannot make a battle focus move if arrived in reinforcements this turn. Basically, if you move, unless you have a great thing, say the Kellamorph, you come down, Mm -hmm. you're not moving. The big thing is is that if you're in an area terrain feature, your battle focus move is subtracting three to a minimum of zero. So if you're trying to bounce Mm -hmm. back and forth over a wall, you better roll some big battle focuses and or use the stratagem for it. Um, I saw myself in battle focus moving back and forth all the way behind things and or just using the strat especially abusing the fact that vertical distance is zero for models with fly so you can literally just go beep and use the one CP strat for a six on your battle focus so there's a lot of ways to really use this effectively uh, um,
1: can you use fate dice on your battle focus?
0: no because there's no yeah one I didn't expect boost the fate. Otherwise it would actually be uh, even, I would definitely keep one of them if they did that.
1: Um, all right. Favourite of is up next. This is the, the prerequisite that comes with any Phoenix Lord. Um, has a, They have a four-up invulnerable save, and they can only take a maximum of three wounds in each phase. They are, they all, all have six wounds, I believe. So it yep. takes you a minimum of two phases to kill them. And they can never have a Relic or Warlord trait, because essentially they already have them. Um, nothing else to unpack there, is there?
0: No, it's, it's just strong. It just makes them playable. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Strays of fate, like we said, we hit, we did last week. Um, anything in the deployment abilities we need to unpack?
0: No, there's nothing there. That unless it's specific for things that you've taken. We've got advanced Position, sudden assault, and shuriken weapons are almost the same. They made them better now because shuriken weapons are all AP one, and on a six, it's still AP three because you get plus two. Plus uh, two
1: not bad at all um we were going to do some data sheets but unfortunately we're a little bit strapped on time so we're probably going to start wrapping it up here guys and it is time for us to give our internal and external ratings that is um first up brad how good do you think this is for Craftworld players one to ten like uh, how well has g-dub done by Craftworld players by Asirani players
0: with everything considered uh ten compared to the last codex
1: <laughs> really the last codex was broke as a joke it ruined the game for like <laughs> Most of a year, if not two years. No, two, most of two
0: years, actually. Shit. I, I literally said that just so I could get you to go, what? <laughs> just just, just so you could trip. Triggered! No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually think that this Codex, I would like to give it a strong a strong 9. It doesn't feel OP. It doesn't feel Tau OP. And it doesn't feel so easy. But I think we're going to continually find more stuff. Especially, uh, I think that the Harlequins got significantly better than they were before. We haven't talked about them until the next time but the craft world opponents themselves have a ton of ways to play the game and i love that i have to give them uh effectively an extra one on that uh my rating because i think that you're not just going to find that one list that's awesome and that's the only list i think there's there's tons of ways to play the game in in, in the craft world's codex.
1: i so i think this so I'm going to agree with you even though I got triggered because i sat with it for a moment. I think this is better than the previous book. The previous book had a high ceiling but was nowhere near this deep and diverse and interesting. As, as soon as Craft World players felt bad taking uh, Dark Reapers and Shining Spears, Craftworld Elder was trash. You know? As, as soon as those units felt bad. Well, if, that's if, all they
0: had. Well, the problem is... That's is all the, they the, had. Is the, is the, to, be, to be fair, to be fair the the book itself wasn't overpowered the, the the problem was is the old Unari keyword was sober was
1: was overpowered yeah yeah that's true um and so so yeah i think this is better than that so yeah, i i'm i'm going to give this a 9 as well because i think this is a phenomenal phenomenal book for Asurani players they're going to be extremely excited for months if not years of iteration and experimentation there's going to be so many builds that come out of this and we're just like scratching the surface right now um all right so meta rating time We've both given it a 9 out of 10 um, for how good it is internally for the player base. How is this going to shape up in the meta, mate? Where do you put this in the C to S tier power rankings?
0: Am I only doing craft world,
1: Just craft worlds, yeah.
0: Okay. I think it is number three-ish as of we stand right now.
1: So, I so think- you put it behind Custodes?
0: I think it plays very well into Custodes, but I think Custodes might play better into others. Custodes, it, the problem is, is that Tau exists, and Custodes plays better than I think Craftward are going to play into them. But I think Craftward are more play. Craftward I, I are, in, I feel, in the top, they're in the, definitely in the top five. Uh, it just depends on what we find out comes from Dark Eldar with Harlequins, and the Harlequin yeah. builds themselves. Uh, which obviously is in this book. So mm. so the, the book itself is even more powerful, but just looking at the craft world perspective, they are definitely an A to A plus minimum uh, army. I think that they're going to be
1: there. Are you willing to cast the the your fate dice on how you think Craftworld and Harlequin will rank?
0: Yes. I think that it, it, Harlequins are a weird one. I haven't played enough of them right now. But they have some great matchups into the top right now, especially with light, because of the fact that the, they, in a spoiler for next, they can effectively flip transhuman. So you only hit them on fours, but they can shut off rerolls, which is such mm-hmm. a big deal. It's huge. But you got to figure that a lot of these armies, custodes, think they're going to hit you on two, rerolling ones, Now they're hitting in four, mm-hmm. not rerolling yes have i have every ability to reroll everything in the universe and if you put that so they're not able to do that it's such a big deal even though you're on fragile you're on you know you're in glass cannon vehicles they feel significantly more durable when all of a sudden they're not getting hit even remotely as much as they were doing before
1: harlequins make me want to take flaming units again like i'm like stupidly
0: lo- yeah
1: there, i'm stupidly just looking at like flamestorm aggressors again i'm like oh do i have to i might um
0: well, it's funny because g- they don't have a lot of wounds and they only have a four up i mean even with the laughing guys are yeah? going to be re-rolling but even if rerolling, rolling you're still taking it to 75 you know what i mean just put that mm-hmm. that volume on most everything they have is either a one one person or a five-ish moon vehicle you know so If you hit them if you connect with them things are going down they're they're that yeah yeah they're that they're that that fighter that bounces around a lot very agile very quick and you're like oh no but when he gets hit it's all over so (laughs) but so so much speed in this army it just felt like you could always do things and be places i think that's one of the biggest things in craft world or just eldar that i love period is you can change your strategy if things are going badly in mid game and just zoom anywhere you want to go i mean things like night spinners are fancy we'll talk about them later but just like that's a 16 inch unit with a 48 inch gun so you can deploy on your back back board edge move up regular and shoot everything on the board
1: yeah 100% yeah there's no hiding it it's really powerful um i'm going to see i i've watched a couple of games i've heard the testimonies of a bunch of players like of you know of, of similar to yourself brad i'm putting these guys i think they're equal with custodes just below tau like so I, th- I do think actually the difference the the i think the gap between tau and the rest of the rest of the meta is widening as people get better with the tau book i think they are move. they are leaping ahead and we might find that they're the only s tier army and custodes and um uh asurani reside in the a plus a plus plus I, category
0: um i believe that because but, of the fact that i feel that i could take a my current craft world builds that we're now making into custodes very very effectively
1: yes I see that that's the thing as well i think custodes and asurani can play into each other very effectively but i don't think either of those lists that play into each other effectively can do diddly squat into tau i think tau mauls both of them into oblivion um uh, but, you know, I think Tau's, I also think Tao's a problem, and I expect Tao to get a solution some point soon because <laughs> this cannot stand. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't have enough data to give you guys any feedback on how I think Harlequins um, will shape up into things. You'll have to wait and tune in next week for that one. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, but on that note, we will sign off, my dude. I, th- apologies to everybody who's getting this episode late. Um, I was extremely unwell. I've been extremely unwell for the last week, um, and, of course, Brad was at the hardest RTT of all time, and then when he got back was quite a bit of a zombie. So apologies <laughs> everybody there. But we will be going and we will be recording part two uh, now, and uh, you guys can expect that and this one to go out um, in the afternoon on Tuesday instead of the morning. That is our apologies. We are recording this Tuesday morning, in fact. Um, and part two, we're going to be have a, a bunch of other listener questions for you guys that, that have sent in. We're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing um, Brad's feedback from that hardest RTT of all time, what went wrong, what went well, game by game, good stuff by on top of good stuff and where he's going with his lists next so please jump over to artofwar war 40k.com to grab that goodness or to patreon and look up the art of war 40k sorry down under <laughs> um and Brad, anything you want to plug before we sign off
0: you plugged everything that i'm involved with and i love it what uh, listen to someone broken you, you didn't give me any props on that
1: Oh, really? Are you on Unbroken this week?
0: I'm always on Unbroken. I'm literally the ghost. Really? really?
1: I really, I had no idea. It hurts. I'm joking. It's it it my
0: soul. No, but I thought, I thought, I
1: was asking if you were on as, you know, the player who, because you came, I know you came second to Richard at no. the RTT. I was asking if you were on because of that. Never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am not for this
1: Fair, fair, fair. Well, dude, we're gonna check out. Thanks, everybody, uh, for joining. Thanks you for your patience, and yeah, apologies for the late one. Um, hopefully, it's an enjoyable ride. And yeah, Brad, really appreciate your time and your efforts, mate. Thank you very much. Thank
0: you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under.